Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We are doing a mini-series on the fear of God. This teaching was made some time ago. Apology for the quality of the sound. We hope this teaching will be a blessing to you. Can you give us a biblically-based definition of the fear of God? To rightly define the fear of God, I need to take us quickly back to my answer to your last question. We need to look at the word fear in the fear of God. The fear in the fear of God is true fear. It's not a fake fear. It is not let's pretend it is fear. It is not it is fear, but it is not fear. When we went back to the original Greek word, and the original Hebrew word translated into fear. The fear in the fear of God is real fear. Any definition of the fear of God must take cognizance of the fact that the fear in the fear of God is nothing less but fear. If you ask most Christians to define the fear of God, the common definition you will get is that the fear of God is reverential awe. Of God, that to fear God is to have a reverential awe. And actually, when you look at that definition very, very closely, it's actually a very good and biblical definition. The problem is that we have emasculated, we have damped down, we have taken the reality out of awe. When people talk about awe, the question is, what does it mean? Now, when you read the scripture, there are two words that you will see that is associated in the scripture with the fear of God. And the first one is this word, all. Let me just take one example. In Psalm 33, verses 6 to 9, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He, God, gathered the waters of the sea together as an heap. He layered up the depth in the storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. In other words, to fear the Lord is to stand in awe of him. So it is right for us to use the word awe, that's A-W-E, in our definition of the fear of God. So the first thing I've laid a foundation of is that when we talk about fear in the fear of the Lord, is proper fear. Is true fear. It's a fear that means to be struck with terror. It's a fear that means to be full of dread. And the second point I'm also making is that the word all is a good word to use to define the fear of the Lord as long as we properly define that word all. Now, if you go into the original Hebrew and the original Greek and look at the word that is translated all in the Bible, all means to quiver with any violent emotion. And that emotion can be anger or it can be fear. So all is not just a respect. All is not just a religious, I bow down my head. So when the Bible says that, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of God. What he's saying is that when we know God as we should, there's something about God that instigates, that brings awe. There's something about God that triggers in us a violent emotional reaction, a quaking, a shaking, a trembling. 
Let's look at Hebrews commentary of what happened to Moses. Let's read Hebrews chapter 12. I will just read verse 21. Talking about Moses. Says, and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Now, that is an all. I exceedingly fear and quake. And somebody may say, well, that is Moses in the Old Testament. Now, when you read that Hebrews chapter 12, when you read it towards the end, verses 28 and 29 says, Wherefore we have received a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably, listen, with reference and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. The God of the New Testament is as much a God that inspires dread as it was in the Old Testament. With God, there is no shadow of turning. Over the ages, what will come to mean different things to different people? Okay, sometimes a word that is used to mean something in the past may come to mean something different in our contemporary time. For example, look at the word wicked. Now, wicked in time past means something is bad. Now, wicked can mean that it is beautiful, it is awesome. It's the same thing with this word all. In the time of the Bible, they don't say God is awesome. They will say God is awful. Awful means is full of all. Just like if you say something is beautiful, it's full of beauty. Something is faithful, it's full of faith. It's the same thing when we say God is awful. We are not saying God is bad. What we are saying is that God is full of all. And when we say God is full of all, what we are saying is that the presence of God brings up something in us that causes us to quake and tremble. Not because God is going to destroy us. No. Now, that's where we are going to come to the reverential in a second. You know, another word that I've seen that has been associated with the fear of the Lord in the Bible is this word, terrible. <laughs> you know, when, if I say somebody is terrible, what, what does that connote to you? Psalm 47 verses 1 and 2. Oh, clap your hand, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord most high is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. The Lord most high is terrible. Now, the word terrible in the original language means dreadful, terrifying. For the Lord Most High is terrible. What we are saying is that the Lord Most High, He is dreadful. He is terrifying. Somebody said, it is only ignorance of the character of God or spiritual insanity that will keep an individual from the fear of God when there is a reason or cause to be afraid. If you see a man that is standing on the train track and there is a train that is coming at a full speed, you will only conclude two things. That number one is either this man is ignorant that the train is coming or that he is insane. The sight of the fear of the Lord that you will experience depends on your standing with God. For example, the example of the train. If you are standing where you should stand, waiting for a train, you are standing in the space that has been provided for you to stand, you understand the fear of the train. And that is why you are standing where you are supposed to stand. And when you stand where you're supposed to stand with respect to the train, that train that will kill that insane person, that same train will be a blessing to you. What makes the train powerful will now be used to your own advantage. 
the awfulness of God, the terribleness of God, the fear of God will carry you, will bless you, will deliver you, will equip you. So when we talk about the fear of the Lord, let's understand what it is. And I will read that again. You see, when you are standing in the right side of God as a Christian, understand that your God is a consuming fire. That if you happen by mistake to maybe somebody push you on the track, now you have reason, which is sin. When we fall into sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin if we confess our sin. So let's say you are standing and somebody push you on the track. There is a fear. Now you are not insane. You are not ignorant. Somehow you have overstepped the boundary. Maybe you tripped. Maybe something happened. You fall on the track. You understand the fear. Quickly, 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 you get yourself out of the track. Because you know. You now have reason to be afraid. If we walk in the fear of God, when we sin, we will repent immediately. It is only ignorance of the character of God or spiritual insanity that will keep an individual from the fear of God where there is a reason or cause to be afraid. So when we are defining the, 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 the fear of God, yes, the fear of God is the reverential awe. But that awe is an awe of the power, the glory, the dread, the terribleness of God. Praise the Lord. Now, what about the, the reverential part? The reverential is not about that my head in reference. No. It is a reverential awe because it's an awe that is triggered by God. An awe that is triggered by the divine. It's not triggered by um, an animal that's coming to kill somebody. But this is an awe that is triggered by God. Whom alone is reverential. I, I saw two definitions of the fear of the Lord that expand what I've been saying so far. I'm going to read them out to us. Sinclair Ferguson, in his book called Grow in Grace, defined the fear of God as this. The fear of the Lord is that indefinable mixture of reference, fear, pleasure, joy, and awe which fill our hearts when we realize who God is and what he has done for us. Pastor Larry E. McCall in his sermon, he said, The fear of God is that overwhelming, soul-gripping awe of who God is and what he has done that profoundly affects the attitude of one's heart and the action of one's life. I will read that again. That the fear of God is that overwhelming so gripping awe of who God is and what he has done that profoundly affects the attitude of one's heart and the actions of one's life. So when we understand that our God is awful, awful in the sense that I'm explaining, we will begin to understand the grace of God that has brought us out from the track and put us on the right side where this power that could have been a judgment, that could have been a wrath, has become a power that is a blessing to us and that we must abide in Christ because it is only in Christ that the fear of God has become something that is advantageous to us. It is only the grace of God in Christ Jesus that has made it possible 
for the fear of the Lord not to become a judgment, but for that fear of the Lord to become a blessing to us. And then that means that if we sin and we find ourselves on the wrong side of God, then we know that we have reason now, we have cause now to be afraid of God. That will cause us to quickly repent and say, God, I am sorry. And also our understanding of the fear of God and our understanding of the grace of God in Christ Jesus will cause us to worship God in spirit and in truth. When we understand the greatness of the grace of God in Christ Jesus that has removed us from being an object and subject of judgment and has brought us to become children and a partaker of the glory and the blessing of God. Oh, how that will make us to worship Him, to make us to walk in a light of, of obedience to God. Because really, if we fear God, we will obey Him. If I fear God, I will worship Him. If I fear God, if I understand the fear of God, if I understand this concept of the fear of God and the grace of God in Christ Jesus, I will love Him. I will worship Him. And I will obey him. Praise the Lord. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.